Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. In this episode, my guest is Walden Fenster, a small business expert and corporate acquisition consultant. As the founder and president of Venture Studio, Walden has worked with thousands of companies and Fortune 100 brands to expand their business models and amplify their portfolios for immediate financial benefit. In this episode, we discuss the importance of mastermind groups, how to successfully start and run a mastermind group, the key components of successful mastermind groups, and more. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being on the Idea Climbing Podcast, Walden. It's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. And we were, we were just talking about mastermind groups and the, importance, the important role they can play with, with startups. Could you talk more to that? Yeah, it's, um, it, it really comes from putting a, a diverse amount of expertise into a room and then getting into an uncomfortable situation, believe it or not. So like uh, we run lots of masterminds all over the world, basically. But the key thing is there has to be a, an action plan and a, a pretty good structure that people follow in that mastermind. But it usually entails having a hot seat. And a hot seat is just basically sharing with the whole group that's in the room where you're at with a good overview of the business, where the problems are at, and then really opening it up to the solutions that the room have for you and whatever like um, advice that they can give you in avoiding some hurdles or maybe it's growth advice or maybe it's a connection they have that could help you. Like, but overall, it's, it's more that mindset of it's a community of like-minded entrepreneurs that are all coming together to, to form this group and work through other people's crap, work through their own like stuff and actually like come out of that day with an action plan of the next steps to take to overcome those problems that they're having in their business. And, and just to clarify, I need to say, come out of that day, what are, for you, what is a mastermind group? Is that an all day session? I mean, what could it be? So the, the key, the key place to really get the most results is in those 10 to 12, maybe 14 person small group masterminds. Because if you, if you get more people above and beyond that, then you need to start breaking it into a two day event, a three day event, a four day event where each person needs to have that 30 minutes to an hour to, in some cases, an hour and 15 minutes to really get through that whole process, you know? So even if you spend five or 10 minutes doing an overview and then you're spending 10 minutes giving all the problems, 15 minutes giving all the problems, and then open it up to the group, maybe you get 30 minutes to 45 minutes of feedback, you know? So each person in the room is getting a dedicated hour of time between all the experts in the room, and just working through everything. So if you have 10 people in a room, that one day just in the content will be 10 hours, you know? So like you do, it's more based on the level of skill sets in the room to see if you can keep it down to like that 30 minute mark. Or if you do go to that hour, maybe you're sitting at like that eight person mark in a room or that six person mark, especially if you need to take breaks, go to the bathroom, things like that. So that's kind of how we structure them too, so. And when you say sharing with startups, they could share so much. I mean, they could spend hours on one person. How, did, how should someone, if they want to be involved with a mastermind group, what should they hone in on? What should they bring up? So we, we really focus on like the, the one big thing that the, the one big like elephant in the room or like obstacle that they're like trying to fight or try to overcome and really break it down to like three little sub problems that overcome that one big problem. So like, it's not like, it's not me sitting here venting for 15 minutes on every single problem that I have. I have bad employees, I have bad payroll, I have bad cash flow, I have bad this, 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 and this, like where it's like there's 17 million things to overcome. 
we're actually trying to dive into the one big needle mover that if this business corrected this one big thing, maybe it takes them from losing money every month to making money every month, or maybe it takes them from that, that $1 million in revenue to 10 million in revenue. You know, it's that one big thing that's put together with all these little three or four problems that are like make up this one big thing that we are, we're looking to not only identify, but then solve for that entrepreneur. How did you discover masterminds? I mean, it's, it seems like it's either in your DNA, you just always done them in some way or people will stumble across it in like college. What is that story for you? And like, yeah, so I, I started like attending masterminds in college. Uh, my, some of my background is I, I built and sold a couple of companies in college. I was part of an incubator. Um, I was very much ingrained in the startup community and then started to take leaps and forward bounds into the private equity world, venture capital world and the funding side of things. So like it was probably the first official mastermind that I went to is a couple of years back. Um, and it was more set up in a, a digital format. So it was more like all these business owners is the digital community. We all came together one person a week, got a share and go through the hot seat. Everybody else was just part of the community giving feedback, you know? So it was a great idea and there was a lot of great breakthrough. But when you get in a room and you're looking eye to eye with somebody, that's when I started to see like the biggest, the biggest like overcoming of those big problems, but also the biggest turnarounds in people's businesses because now it becomes more real. Now there's 10 people in that room, 12 people or whatever it is, all holding me accountable to what I'm saying I'm gonna go do. You know, so if, I, if I'm gonna overcome a problem and we give you an action plan to overcome it and you're selecting dates and goals to when I have it done by, and now you have like 10 people like of your new best friends and new biggest critics are in that room holding you accountable, that's when you're actually getting uncomfortable to the point of growing, you know? So that's what that, that one big shift happens. So like I'm, I'm a full on encourager of digital podcast, but, or digital podcast, digital masterminds. But like overall, like the biggest results you'll have is by doing the one-on-one the -on -one and the face-to-face and -face the lifetime mastermind courses. If someone says that I understand the value of a mastermind group, but you know, I don't know how, or I don't want to do a full day, 14 hours. I want to have it with a few friends either in person or online. Yeah. What components have to be and what are the key components of a mastermind group that have to be there and can't be left out? So we, we, we like to structure a few things into our masterminds, but like overall uh, you, you have to have the ability to, feel free to share the crap that's going on in your business. So like if you're going through a huge cash flow problem, maybe you're, maybe you're losing 20 grand a month. You, you can't have an ego or perspective of like, Oh, like I don't want to share this bad, bad problems going on with this room of people or with this online community. So like you have to have an openness or like you, or there's no point, you know, like if you're not going to be open about the problems you're having, how are we supposed to solve them? You know? So like it, it's, Having that perspective, it's having a diverse amount of experience in that group or like in that day to day so that, hey, I'm, I'm not the expert and consultant on every single thing. Yes, I've worked with Fortune 100s and 500s. I've worked with startups around the globe. But at the end of the day, my experience is my experience, which is my opinion, which is my ideas. You know, whereas if we had 10 of me that are in different realms all come together now you're getting a, a diverse spectrum of how to solve the problem that you're going through. So like the, the one error that I see people doing is joining masterminds where it's like, 
it's all of one certain niche and there's no outsiders, you know, which is great. Like if you're looking for a secret hidden hacks that maybe your competitions might share with you, but probably won't. Um, so overall it's just a big time to party and have like a network network event. Whereas if you have a more diverse spectrum of people in that room that are all still successful in their own rights and have gone through different experiences, now that you're getting a, a better spectrum of answers on how to solve your problem. So like if you're only in a room with digital marketers, every problem looks the same and every solution looks the same to a digital marketer, you know, and in a hammers world, everything's a nail, you know, like it's that world of like, if you're plugging into a niche, you're going to get those niches answers compared to, Hey, let's go sit in a room or get in a group that's diverse. And now we have perspectives from all over the place that now we can hone in and see what's actually going to work with us and work for us or not, you know? So having that diversity is awesome and getting those answers are awesome. But the last key piece of a, a mastermind is actually that accountability step. It's that somebody has to hold you to that action. And then accountability is the one thing that's where most people fail coming out of masterminds. That's where most people or consultants fail in giving advice. It's where a, a lot of the stuff falls between the cracks and like just doesn't get implemented, you know? So there has to be an action plan and there has to be somebody holding you accountable. So coming up with that action plan of saying, Hey, now this guy just gave me all this great advice. Maybe like Mark just gave me all this advice, but if I don't do anything with it and I'm stuck in analysis paralysis mode, like then it's just wasted time and it's wasted effort and wasted money, you know? So if now he gives me all this stuff, but he says, Hey, do this by next Friday and do this the following Friday and do this next month. Now I have my dates. I have my goals. I have my deadlines. And now I have Mark holding me accountable to take action on these steps, you know? So like, that's the key piece that has to be there to make that whole rest of the process work. How do you hold someone accountable? We, we use a lot of systems. So it's follow-up systems and as much digital as possible, but there still has to be that human component. So there still has to be that one-on-one -on -one phone call that happens. There still has to be text messaging back and forth. Some element where it's one-on-one -on -one because some people like, like most business owners, they, they're working 28 hours a day, you know, they're trying to, you know, so like taking action on some stuff makes them uncomfortable. So like at the end of the day, like it, if I'm providing one-on-one -on -one accountability to somebody, like I'm not giving up on that person. Like it's, it's, it's my goal to get them to accomplish that goal, you know? So like it has to be that persistence mindset of the people in the group to say, Hey, Hey, Hey Mark, I know you're busy. But like, we have to get this goal accomplished if you want to overcome this problem you're having, you know? So what can I do to help you? Or like, how can I urge you to keep taking these steps? So we're doing it through messaging. We're doing it through phone calls. We're doing it through emails. And we have a, a series of automated forms and intakes going out that's like actually measuring if people are actually taking results and what hmm. experiences and changes they're seeing in their business and life. And over those accountability conversations and other ones, how much of it is advice? Because I think this is important for mastermind group for any interaction. How much is it advice? Meaning I think you should do this and how much it is. Here's my experience doing what you're trying to do. Take from it what you will. How do you divide those up? Which one do you think is better or are they equal? Yeah. So a lot of people have uh, opinions out there <laughs> come to find out. And a lot of people like think they know, or they they've read it in a book, you know, like it's just one of those things that, real experience will speak volumes and being able to say, Hey, you know, like I just stepped into a business and I helped them achieve a 60 grand a month to 300 grand per month, like scale up using this principle, you know, like, so if I now tell you this principle, 
of course you'll want to go implement that if you want to five X your revenue in 90 days, you know? So like, like that, that speaks volumes over than me saying, Hey, I, I read this in a book that if you go out and you do this style of marketing, this, this, and this, like you'll have great results. Like it still sounds good and it's still valuable. Like books are amazing. Like I, I have a ton of books and I read all the time, but like overall, if I don't do anything with that information, it's no good anyways, you know? So like, but if I go out there and now I give you advice on how I did this step by step and how I took a company that big or how I went out and helped the company get $50 million in funding or whatever it is, like now I can actually speak from experience and speaking from basically a, a case study, <laughs> you know, saying, hey, step by step, this is exactly what you should do if you want that type of results. If you don't want to raise money, if you don't want to generate sales, if you don't want to do X, Y, Z to overcome your problem then like, yeah, follow the book and go figure it out yourself. But like at the end of the day, it's the people and the experts in the room that actually have done something that is providing you with the actual structure, content and strategies that you need to actually take that step to a solution. And if someone's listening right now and saying, okay, I get the principles. It sounds good. I want a mastermind group. <laughs> how do you start one? I mean, what is, the, what is the outreach? How do you get it started? How many people do you expect to start with versus grow to? What is it? What would that look like for someone listening to say, I want that? So the big key is, do you want to start one or do you want to be part of one? You know, so like if you want to start one, it's literally going back to that mindset of, yeah, we got to create this structure. We have to create some sort of follow-up system. We have to create all these things. Then we have to market it. We have to fill a room full of people and we have to do all this stuff. So if you want to start one and be the moderator and do all this stuff like it takes a little bit longer than just finding one and joining it you know so like we do we do a bunch of series around free entrepreneurship one day mastermind courses you know so like we'll actually step in and provide all that accountability all that training all that overview all the expertise in the room like and put them on locally all over the nation and then we literally like just fill those rooms full of like 10 to 12 people like i said earlier not more than you can handle in a day or if you want to do like more of a paid mastermind, then yeah, then you're filling a room with maybe 20 or 30 people, but it's going to be a three day event, you know? So the biggest difference is if you want to start one versus be a moderator of one or yeah, start one and be a moderator or actually just be part of one, you know? So if I was going to be, if I just wanted to have that level of expertise, that, that, that group, that community, like that overall, just, overall like solution squad basically that I could call upon with all my problems. Like I would more than likely look at joining one before starting one. And then as you go through a lot of masterminds, as you start to see what's working and what's not working, that's when you start to get in the mindset of starting one on your own principle, you know, your own foundation. But if, I, if I came to you, Mark and said, Hey, I just did this mastermind over here and I took it. And basically now I'm going to, I'm, I just copied their model over here and now I'm doing it. Like, would you rather come to mine or theirs? Of course, you're going to go to theirs because they're the originals. They're, they're, they're the ones that have the results that spurred me to go start a mastermind. You know, so it's the same concept here. You go through a few of them, go through half a dozen, go through a dozen different masterminds and mastermind courses and all this stuff, figure out what's working, what's not, and then start your own. Just like I've been through dozens of masterminds you know probably closer to like four dozen masterminds 50 masterminds something like that in my life and like at the end of the day now i know it's working what not to do and what to do and how to structure it and how to get people really good results coming through a one-day event or a three-day event you know so like now i can redo it in my own way but i actually have results in doing it 
and I'm not just following a system. I think you always got to start somewhere. And that logical step is just go attend, go attend one, see how they're running it, see the, the value you get out of it. And if you don't get value out of it, go keep plugging into other ones until you start to see that, that value and those solutions that come out of it. Because at the end of the day, the model works, people get amazing results and the common denominator is you, you know? So like maybe in certain groups, you're in a different mindset than in a different group, you know? So like, keep finding one or keep searching and finding or looking for one until you find it and then stay plugged in until you get those results that you're looking for. Do you suggest keeping them open or a structure that I'm using right now for one of my mastermind groups is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, Mm. where we talk uh, one chapter a week, we're on our second time going through it and half the call is focused on what did you learn from the chapter to give us each aha moment. What would you recommend a format like that that is focused on a book or a certain methodology and structure or just the open ones? What would the pros and cons be? Yeah, the pros and cons. Like I, first off, I love that book. Great book. And overall that style of mastermind works really well um, for short, like business professionals that just have an hour a day to plug into something or an hour once a week or something like that, where it's, it's a short connection. Everybody just, they do it on their own time. They're doing a, the brunt of the work on their own time. And then they're coming together for an hour or two hours discussing everything and getting aha moments as you call them. Now, so that model works really good for certain types of people. Other models work really good where it's a full day, one-on-one face-to-face and people get crazy results, but they're also in a room surrounded with other people networking, building that community and like face-to-face and learning, you know, so, and growing their own business. So like, it, it's two completely different opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, and it's also like each one of them could be paid or free. You know, if you do a free group, you're going to get more and more people coming to them, but you might sacrifice some of the actual value and that you're able to give away in those groups because at some point you're going to reach your max capacities of groups, you know, at which point you got to break them again. So. Well, with navigating the sea, if you will, of all the different mastermind groups out there, what should people expect to pay? And if they want to run their own, what should they expect that they can charge? And I realize this is a wide open question. (laughs) Right. So like a question that I try to answer myself a lot, quite a bit is like, if I solve this one problem for somebody, how much money are they going to make? You know, if I, if I go solve a problem for you and the light bulb that goes off and you come out of there with a solution and now you go on and make millions of dollars, would you, would you pay a couple hundred grand to be part of that? You know, like most people that are in that position would say, yes, if I could go, go on and make a couple million dollars on that investment, like the ROI is through the charts, you know? So like it comes back to how much value are you giving? And ultimately the people in the room, like what, what are the next steps for them? You know? So like I've been part of groups where, they're 100% free and it's just, that's what you're getting. You're getting, it's, it's, you're showing up to a, like an office space and it's just some whiteboards and people sitting around and you're just hashing stuff out for a whole day, you know? So like, like that's very common. Like we do an event like that called Unchained Entrepreneur and that's basically all we do is sit around in small group format and it's completely free and open to the public. And we just sit there and solve each other's problems an hour at a time, you know? So it's a great format that's the type of businesses we're getting. We're getting the, the people that just have an idea that are just going into their startup that are just uh, t- in their first year of business and looking for easy solutions because money's tight, but they still need answers. They still need accountability and they still need that group, you know? So been part of free groups like that. And we have one 
Or I've been part of groups where you're paying 25 to 50 grand a year. And basically they're more destination style. So like maybe two to three times a year, you're coming together live time for three to four days as a group. And the rest of the time it's set up as month to month accountability and weekly homework and meetings and Facebook accountability groups and stuff like that, where you're paying 25, 50 grand, sometimes a little bit lower, but like overall, that's, that's a good price point in there, you know, per head. And that also covers all the, the destination style meetings. So like there's one that I was part of that does everything in Cabo and Nicaragua. And it's more like destination style. And the people in that room, they're making a million to $10 million and plus. And that's, that's a good price point for them because they know they're going to get returns coming out of there. So that if I go through a $25,000 mastermind, I better get some sort of advice in there to at least make 25 grand back, you know? So they're in a different mindset than a startup going through a free event. That's like, crap, I can't pay 25 grand. Like even to go make 25 grand, you know, like I need advice cheaper. So what would cheap, what would cheaper be for the startups? Cause I know some of the people listening, they hear 25 grand. It's like, I didn't even make that much last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what will blow your mind is like, there's, there's bigger masterminds out there where people are paying a hundred grand a year, 250 mm-hmm. grand a year, like big time experts, big fish. The bigger you grow, the more you need like, like experts and like people on your team and staff around you, you know? So the more you ramp up and level up as an entrepreneur, the bigger the, the fish are that you're swimming with, but you, you're, you're swimming in uncharted waters. So like you need to be surrounding yourself with people that have gone through those issues before. So those people are the ones paying six figures, seven figures a year for a mastermind, but they've also got figured out how that one group, they're going to at least make multiple six figures or multiple seven figures out of being in that group, you know? So like it's having a strategy of figuring out where your ROI is at because like, Yes. Is it worth an investment to get in a room like that? 100% because at the end of the day, your net work is your net worth, you know? So like at the end of the day, like you have to start putting yourself, surrounding yourself with people like that if you want to grow. So if I was an entrepreneur and I made 20 grand last year, 24 grand, like I would be looking for probably like a, like a good commitment level would probably be like that $5,000 price point, something where I have enough skin in the game but I know people also that are in that room have skin in the game and it's all professionals probably right around my same level. So that we're overcoming and going through things together, you know, so that if, if I told you today a policy that would like, or a strategy that would make you eight figures in a year, like most people listening that are just a startup that haven't made 20 grand a year, it's above and they can't comprehend it. You know, so, but if I take that 10 figure or that, I'm sorry, that eight figure playbook, that strategy and put it in a room that people are paying 30 grand a year on and maybe they're making a million to two, but now they want to scale up by five X. Like they have the the skills, the resources and the principles to go out and make that plan take action, you know? So, but if I'm in a room of entrepreneurs making 20 grand that want to go make their first six figures. Now the experts in the room and the people in the room are giving them advice on how to go from that 20 grand a year to hundred grand a year and little fine tuning things that they could do to get there because they're actually in the same process of doing it. You know, so, so you're, you're meeting people with where they're at, not where they want to go. So if, if I hear you right, it's, it, they should look at the multiplier as far as if even down to let's look at across the board, brand new startup. Okay. I'll pay 50 bucks to be in this because I'm going to make at least 250 or I'll pay a thousand bucks to be in this. Cause I'm going to make at least 5,000. If I hear you right, is that the litmus test is I'm going to pay this. Oh, I'm going to multiply it's, of it's, that. It's a component for sure. And it's definitely like, 
there's not a like a true formula around it, but like it's figuring out and most entrepreneurs like they they're making decisions emotionally, not financially or making it by the numbers. You know, they're saying, Oh, that sounds good. Or like, I feel like I could do this. I, I can see this happening. Like those are emotional based decisions compared to going into something and they're like, well, yeah. So if I go in this group and I pay $500 to be part of this group and there's a hundred other people in this group all paying $500, like, like it's, it's common to then say, okay, well, knowing your own numbers for your business, how many people would you either need to close at that event as to be a client to move forward or like somebody in that room, maybe as a referral and an introduction to either save you that amount of money, that hardship and headache or make an introduction where you can grow. So a prime example, we just had a, an event and it was a guy that has a sign business, a sign company. And we're overall, we're coming together with a way that he can take where he's at right now and his goal is to be at 35 million in 10 years. So 10 year plan, a 10 year runway to go hit $35 million in a sign company. It's great, grand and wonderful. But like with the, the plan and strategy that we're putting together all changed in one moment when we came up with a brand new strategy on how that guy could probably make that this year, you know? So like, like it completely changes the whole mood and the whole situation because now with one strategy with this guy and one connection. So is literally just one of the consultants in the room throwing out, Hey, I know X, Y, Z person over at this company. Like they're, they would do this right now. They need you right now. And like, there's a whole network behind that one person that there's probably like a thousand businesses that need your service right now type of mindset. So that, that one guy now could go on and make us 35 million potentially in the next year, potentially through that one contact that was made at the event. So it sounds like just be part of it and get, get yourself out there and stick with it. Yeah. And like I said, if you, if you find it, find events that aren't getting you results, go find a different one. You're not married to these groups. Like if you're not getting results, move on, you know, like the smaller the investment, yes. Like you're probably not going to get it back, but bigger, bigger mastermind groups, like most of them have some sort of guarantee or like make sure that you're getting your money's worth. Cause if somebody's paying you 30 grand, they better be getting their money's worth, you know? So in closing, what would you say the most important thing if, to impart some wisdom, if, if you will, uh, the most important thing about mastermind groups as far as why should people be in them? If there's one, one outlier or one key thing. Um, it's definitely that accountability and action. So like, like the ideas are great. The connections are great. The community is amazing. You're getting around like-minded individuals that are going to, help you when you're not wanting to keep going on in business, you know, or maybe you're going through a tough spot and you're like, man, I'm just done. I'm over it. I'm quitting type of thing. Or you come out of this mindset and like, it's like, man, I got all this stuff to do and all these action steps that I could use to go on and make millions of dollars. But like, where do I start? You're going to do analysis paralysis. You get stuck in your own head. You know, you can't get out of your own way. Whereas like the action and accountability pieces, Hey, I got an action plan. I'm coming out of this event with like my three things that I got to go home and do by these dates, you know, to overcome this big problem. But it's that accountability piece. It's like saying, Hey, thanks for attending our event and everything. I'm glad you got something out of it, but I'm going to, I'm going to beat your butt if you don't go get this stuff done. You know, like you got to get this done and having somebody step in and be side by side with you without anything to gain, except they want to see you become successful. You know, they want to see you take that next step in your business and actually go get those results that you're talking about wanting in that event, you know? So like that accountability piece and that action step is like, 
that's the number one thing that people have to have in their, their groups. Like you have to have it and like it's, it's figuring out how to do it. So if you want to start and run a group and moderate a group, it's figuring out how to systematize it and not make it all one-to-one, make it some like an 80, 20 principle basically where it's 80% digital and automated 20% like one-on-one time, 20% like text message, phone call, handwritten notes, like emails, things like that. One-on-one, the other 80% automated, you know? So it's figuring out, how to implement that and then what to do as it. And then if you're actually partaking in a group and not actually starting a group, it's going in and like being able to emotionally unload all your problems, not all your problems, but your biggest problem, come out of there with solutions, connections, and like a community to fall back on to when you hit those rough spots or need advice. And then it's that action step and accountability. So it's like a, like a three, three segmented piece puzzle to, being part of a really good and successful mastermind. So to, to sign off on that, just clarify real quickly, what are those three pieces again? Uh, it's uh, at the beginning part, it's creating that openness or that community somewhere where somebody feels comfortable opening up about that problem. The second part is actually the solution state and actually getting all of the, the changes that you need made, figuring out that who can help and what they can do and where they're at. And then that last step is that action plan that comes out of it with the accountability piece. So those are the three areas that you're building out and looking, if you want to be successful at running a mastermind, those are the three key pieces. Thank you so much for your time today, Walden. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I like that response. And if people want to find you, where, how can they find you? So our website is venturestudio.com. And then if you're interested in some of our free events or even our, our digital masterminds or further masterminds where they're actually destination based, it's backslash events and it'll give you details on our upcoming free events that you can plug in for free in your local areas. And lastly, like it's literally our free events. Like it's, it's no hassle, no hard selling. We don't, we don't even mention our products and services at our masterminds. Like it's literally, we make it all about you. So like if you can get to a free event, come get your answers, like come get your accountability buddies, come get these results that we're, we're handing out to you. So we're, we're putting C-level style executives and consultants in a room for you to get solutions from, you know? So like people that have gone through it before, people that can meet you with where you're at in business, whether you're a startup or whether you're wanting to go after that $35 million a year or $100 million a year or go get funding, whatever it is, like we're putting those experts in a room we want to see you succeed. We know if we make you successful, ultimately we will become successful. So our goal is ultimately to have our graduates all become very successful at what they do. Excellent. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again for having me. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing Podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.